everybody and welcome. It is NBL Overtime, all thanks to LD Mobile. You can get involved anytime you like. Hashtag NBL Overtime, hashtag NBL20, hashtag Incredible. And what was a huge weekend? The Kings reign supreme again. The Phoenix bounced back after having to go to Perth. The Wildcats are the Wildcats. It's been a rough weekend for Melbourne, although they got a win. And Illawarra, well, it was almost disastrous considering a huge injury to one of their stars. My name's Cameron Luca. Big week four is in the books. It's on a cupcake league. Where's the hoodie, my man? Where's the hoodie? Welcome, Corey. Switch Help it up, man. You gotta switch it up. You gotta show your style and your flavor. So every week we come with something different. Liam Santa Marie, welcome to you. I don't. I pretty much come with the same thing well, every, the same week. Shirt on, really, every well, week. But uh, <laughs> what a massive, massive round. Eight games. Mm -hmm. It just kept coming and coming, and uh, another big week coming. So it's um, yeah, it's been an exciting start to the season, and the Aaron Brooks injury. Mm. Bit deflating, really, when everything's going up and up and up. That's a bit of a downer. Good news, too. Yes or no is back. I promise, even though we ran out of time last week. But I've got a couple of... One for you in particular that I'm going to get into shortly. But we will start with the Sydney Kings. They're 5-0 and zero and sit atop the NBL ladder. Brilliant again on the weekend. Dealt with Brisbane fairly comfortably, even late in the game without Andrew Bogut after the ejection. We'll start with you, Liam Sandemarie, because this team is putting every single foot in the yes. right direction. Yeah, right haven't now. put a step wrong. And um, they... Will Weaver's come in, he's put a system in place at both ends of the floor. I'm going to talk about their defence soon, but they have been absolutely outstanding at that end. And Casper Ware, he got his shooting stroke going. They completely demolished the Bullets. Kept them to 32 points in the opening half. And um, they are rolling five and zip, roaring their way through the competition. Look, I said it from the beginning. Give the rings to the Hang Kings. On, since the beginning. <laughs> this year. Since the beginning. This season. Liam and I, I tried it. to tell you about Dee Lozada and the Kings and you refused to listen. But I'm glad you're here now. Yeah, I'm here. I'm a believer. Since preseason, once I saw him, I know he's the X factor. They got a nice balanced crew. They're playing for each other and they have a, an amazing coach in Will Weaver, a.k.a. Nick Nurse. Can they go undefeated? Nah, of course they'll okay. lose, but right. they're going to win the championship. I mean, Barring injury... They will win the championship. Your well, barring injury is a big one. Yeah, because look, everything... I mean, right now, they're doing all this without Kevin Lish. There's, there's the point. Who is, you know, two-time MVP, Defensive Player of the Year at one point. One of the best defensive players in the league. And they're doing all of this. I haven't missed a beat without him. Now, credit, you know, Luzada and Newley, Sean Bruce coming in and playing a great, a great role. Um, but... They can cover Lish because they've got depth on the perimeter. They could almost... I mean, if, if he comes back and Ware goes down for a bit and he can slide over, they could manage it. Let's touch a bit of wood for okay. him, Casper. They can't manage that. <laughs> you don't if, think? The, they lose Bogut, they won't win. They lose Bogut, it's all over. Everybody I, I else, they can recover. Hey, now, let's touch some wood here. Now, <laughs> no, well, hold on. I mean, these guys are veterans. I, I get yeah. you. Okay, they're not, they're not spring yeah. chickens, okay? And Bogut has an mm -hmm. injury history. So it was tremendous how well he got through last year. And, he, you know, he's working way through it. And he's playing through back spasms. He's doing all those great things. But everything revolves around him. Now, of course, he's the MVP, right? And he's the best defensive player, and why wouldn't you revolve everything around him? But he really is the engine that makes that thing go. Let's also point out the fact they are 5-0. They've got two huge games this weekend against Adelaide and Melbourne on the road. Now, not saying they'll definitely be 7-0, but the wins they're banking right now allows some management, possibly in the second half of the year, as you talk about. They are some veterans, and they'll be able to pick and choose their moments after Christmas if they continue on this winning streak and build up enough of a lead and momentum to be able to pick and choose in the second half of the year to look after some of those older bodies 
as they head to the playoffs. Last year when they were really dominant at different stages, although they were, of course, bundled out in the semi-final, a lot of it revolved around defence, and we spoke last year about the way that Andrew Bogut and the structure he brought in, the defensive intensity and the communication, and we're seeing a fair bit of that early on. This team is on track to be an historically good defensive team in the NBL. Historically good, one of the all-time best. This is the, I mean, it's a tiny sample size, right? We're four weeks in defensive rating. These are the amount of points you give up per 100 possessions. So it takes into account pace of play. Look at the Kings, the only team in the league giving up less than 100. And that's, that's an historically good pace, what they're doing there. It's interesting to have a look just quickly at the New Zealand Breakers and Cairns. Taipans, two teams with losing records, but have been pretty good defensively thus far. Now, let's look at the clips. This is, this is how they do it, right? They take away your threes, they take away your attempts at the rim, and they take away your free throw attempts. And for those who have been watching the Kings, let's roll the vision if we can. No, not the free throw, let's roll this. Look at Bogut. Bogut man setting the on-ball screen here on the dribble handoff. He just sits in the paint. He is a leader protecting the ring. He's an elite communicator. They don't want to bring him... Look, he just doesn't go with his man at all. And he just protects the rim. They force mid-range jumpers. That's what they do. And uh, they're the only team giving up less than 80 points per game. As we saw before, the only team giving up less than 100 points per possession. They give up the least amount of three-point attempts, the least amount of free-throw attempts the least amount of offensive rebounds, which was a huge issue for them last year. They've corrected that, that's a big thing. And the free throw rate, bring up the graphic about the free throw rate, this is a big one. If you can keep your opponents off the free throw line, you have a massive advantage. Look at this. For every 100 field goal attempts their opponents have thus far, they're giving up only 18 free throw attempts. So there's no easy buckets against the Kings. I don't expect any of those rankings to change that's what they're going to do all year. And they are just insanely tough to score against. And as we know, that's how you build a championship team in the NBL. If you look at that table as well, you can just put the graphic back up for a split second if it's possible, if you can't. There it is. All right, so Sydney, who you just touched on with that percentage, they're, they're first. The Wildcats, pretty much second. Or the Phoenix, they can interchange. They're both in the top. So the top three teams in the league... Mm the best three teams in that particular graph. And then, of course, you have Brisbane and, and the Adelaide 36 a little bit higher who are currently in the four. The bottom teams... Uh, just as we, just, we just flicked off the wrong graphic. Mm. But, yeah, the bottom teams, Illawarra and yeah. Melbourne, are the top teams in that free Yeah, you can't stay in front that's of the ball. You give up free throws. That's it's a, it's a huge problem. And the Kings have just been outstanding defensively and it just motors them offensively, which is still a work in progress ball. Right. As much as we raving around the Sydney Kings who have started this year particularly well. And I think all of us right now sit around and talk about them being the championship favourites. We do have to give some props and some respect to the Cairns Taipans. They've won two games this year, both against last year's grand finalists, including going to RAC Arena and doing what no one thought they could do. They had their chances on Friday night as we have a look at some of the highlights against Adelaide. Missed some opportunities. Mike Kelly has spoken about some frustration about not playing four quarters. Then, of course, last night... They were brilliant, in particular after quarter time running Melbourne United out of the gym into the second half. And at different times, we discussed about putting this roster together in the off-season and it may have come across occasionally disrespectful, which is not what we meant it to be. We just thought they were being and going about it a bit different. But boys, and I'll start with you, Homicide, they have been impressive. And last night, even though it was a big win in the end, it was the first time this year they haven't led at quarter time. So they can put four quarters together. God knows what they can do.
Yeah, I'm very impressed with those two performances and the way they went about getting it done. They are obviously a confident unit, and I'm pretty sure they feel disrespected by us. We had them last place. We didn't give them a shot in hell to even be able to get over five wins. Yeah. They will do way more than that. I believe they'll at least get 10 wins. Mm. Um, it starts with that guy right there, Scott mm -hmm. Machado. You know, he's a, a hell of a leader. He's, you know, arguably, which we'll get into that shortly, but he's 15, mm. eight assists, four rebounds a game. Super consistent. Then you got space, Cam Oliver. You know, you got Quat Noy. They, they have a balanced crew and they're super confident. So they'll always be in a game. If they can continue to grow and learn how to close out games, they will upset a whole lot of teams. We always talk about the two regional teams. We couple them together, right, Illawarra and Cairns. And coming into the year, we we were talking about Illawarra as, like, must-watch TV. This is going to be a fun team to mm -hmm. watch. And I we were talking about how they're going to become everyone's second favourite team, the team to cheer on like Townsville were a few years ago with Sean Dennis. Nah. That's Cairns. They are... Super fun to watch, and I, you tip your hat, and we said it last week, to the recruiting, the way they put this team together. Mike Kelly, Mark Beecroft, Troy Stone up there in far north Queensland, because their entire starting unit wasn't there last year. You've got to hit your three imports, right, if you're any team in the league, but especially if you're working on a lower budget, boy, have they done that so far. Cam Oliver's been incredible, and Machado is up in the conversation as one of the best point guards in the league. Newbel's a great guy to bring back. And then Noy and Deng, they're long, athletic, quick defensively. They've won 16 of their 24 quarters that they've played so far. So they're better than their two and, what is it, two and four, four record suggests. And like Corey says, they're going to win a whole bunch of games and they are a seriously scary team to play. At the Blitz, Nate Job, I told you, it had a cupcake lead and he's got rid of the sweets and he looks in better shape. He does, and he is such a huge... And we spoke about this in the preseason, right on the eve of the season, and this is what I wanted to look forward to, because if he is in the form he was in last night for the most of the year, they are a much different team. And I'm not going to say depth is overrated, but I think you can be a seriously good team in this league going only seven deep, which they do. Well, and In and particular with the home court advantage, but if they can, if they the, can the win key, ten at home, it sets them up beautifully to have a real crack at... At the playoffs, I think. The key is, though, to recognise what your roster is. Mm -hmm. And we said depth is the issue. And they came into the season and pre-season... No, everyone was playing, you know, and they had that win down there in Tassie of the buzzer beater, which, and Anthony Fisher came out and Krizlovic hit. But now that the bright lights are on, Mike Kelly's shortening his rotation and he's sticking to that top seven with Jawai and um, Jared Jarek. Kenny playing minutes off the bench. A little bit of Jared Kenny, not too much. Machado can handle yeah. a big load of minutes. He did get ejected last night. So. Still, yeah. 10 minutes a game mm -hmm. max. Okay. Machado's got to play 30-plus. Mm -hmm. And you roll with that group and you win a bunch of games. Both of you gentlemen said that Scotty Machado in the preseason would lead the league in assists. He's currently doing that right now, averaging spot on 80 games. We have a look at a graphic approaching history. Average assist is in the 40-minute NBL. There's Scotty Machado at top of he keeps yeah, it's our history. Guy. Cedric Jackson, Cedric Jackson, Cedric <laughs> Jackson, yeah. homicide! And we were, we were gonna, I was gonna go as deep as I had to to find your name. Mate. I didn't have to go very far, mate. Top didn't five all time in the 40-minute era. Hard work, boys. That's new to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's news to me. Yeah. I mean, I did pass, but you know, that's all good. Scotty Machado. Mm-hmm. Your guy from New York City. Shout out to who? 
Hard work, boys. There it is. <laughs> I mean, you know. Oh, my Lord. Here comes we, a hat. We, we knew coming in. Here you go. We knew coming in his pedigree on paper, but a lot of times <coughs> imports come in here with high pedigree and don't deliver. Mm -hmm. And he has done everything he's supposed to do. And I'm not surprised because I know him and I know what his body of work is everywhere he's been, starting in college at Iona. But it's good to see that you guys see it. Mm -hmm. We all are seeing it, so. He's a great passer. We knew, no we said, no matter mm -hmm. what happens, gonna lead the league in assists. Because wherever he goes and wherever he plays, gets eight or nine assists a game. That, lock it in. What's, what's been um, awesome for the Taipans, two things. One, how good he is defensively. They knew that. They said, all right, we want three things that we didn't have last year in our point guard. We want him to be a veteran head and a leader. We want him to be a pass-first guy, and we want him to be a lockdown defender. And he is the head of that snake at the defensive end. But the other thing that's been a humongous for him is shooting 43% mm. from three. That's not actually who he has been over the course of his career. He's been, a he's been a low 30, sometimes a sub 30% three-point shooter. Now, if he's been working on that and that's what he's going to be this year, forget about it. He's going to be insanely tough to play against. But usually the percentages work their way out and kind of come back to the mean. That'll be kind of watch and see. But if he's shooting like that, he's 10 from 23 from long range, means you've got to respect him out there. He just gets by you, puts, him on, puts you on his back. He's so crafty and so strong, and he's a killer. Huge game Thursday night. Will Hill obviously meet RJ Hampton in a Thursday night clash in New Zealand. And while we talk about Scotty Machado and excited to see what the whole season holds for the point guard from Cairns, unfortunately, the shooting guard from Illawarra, Aaron Brooks, will no longer be there, of course. It was a short-lived, entertaining ride for Aaron Brooks, but the injury on Sunday against the Wildcats, where the, where the Hawks were really good, Obviously already down Josh Boone, but this injury where it has been officially ruled as the Achilles, torn Achilles, and out for the remainder of NBL 20. And, and at his age and where he sits in his basketball career and what a highlight-filled one it has been, of course, speedy recovery to Aaron Brooks, but his career professionally might be over. And this is really sad, not only for Illawarra Hawks fans, but neutral basketball fans like us who was looking forward to watching him get better every game. Super sad. He was an excitement machine. Mm. Um, his presence was felt. He was a grumpy... Two guard that had a point to prove. He went hard. He went about his business. He played just as hard on the defensive end as he did offensively. It's a sad loss. I wish that he would be here just like everybody else for the remainder of the season. But, you know, that's just the luck of the draw. This game that we play, you know, injuries come with it. So it's, you know, my, I'm sorry, my condolences to you. And just, you know, just get better. But, you know, your, impre your, imp your impression was felt. Your mm. presence was felt. Um, you talk about injuries happen. That one in particular is just such a killer mm. blow. As somebody who has ruptured their mm. Achilles tendon, like whenever you see it happen, you just sort of feel an affinity. And at that age, as he said in his post, you know, it's the start of the next phase of my life after basketball. Like when you're young, I mean, Mitch Creek snapped his Achilles younger. These days, if you're, you know, recuperating and rehabilitating full-time, you can come back to it, but not at that age. And, yeah, as you say, he, he was here for a great time, but not a long time, and uh, the Hawks need to find a new way forward. All right, just quickly, Shane Heal on the broadcast on Sunday made reference to some murmurings around Josh Boone as well. Now, broken nose, horrible. Tim Conrad got him, you know, a little bit of friendly fire and looked horrible, came back, played a couple of games with a couple of masks. 
didn't seem comfortable, didn't get to the level that we're used and accustomed to watching Josh Boone do. What are you hearing about Josh Boone? Is his tenure at the Hawks OK? Is it safe? Uh, that's my understanding. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I tapped into it a little bit today and, and tried to find out what I could. Um, interestingly, I found out in the game against New Zealand with the mask on, he copped a hit and bled for two hours after the game. Was that the ball that hit him in the face? Might have been. I'm pretty, yeah. He got a hit in the face with the ball at, at some point in the game, so I reckon yeah. that might be it. Um, and, but he has, my understanding is that he's been given the okay for, by the surgeon to return mm. to the court sans mask and there's every ex I fully expect him to be in uniform on Sunday. So um, Now, having said that, he hasn't been great this year, so he needs to... You know, it's not easy coming off an injury like that, but he needs to come in and make his impact felt. All right, Josh Boone, we expected to see you back on court this weekend. His former team, Melbourne United, are struggling. They're one in four. They've got three players who are in the top five in scoring in the league, but right now that's not translating to wins. And Homosotas, I throw to you as we head towards what is a big weekend for them. The throwdown Saturday night, and then a Kings in town on Cup Eve, which, of course, is a blockbuster. That's a huge weekend for a team... And you spoke about this prior to the year. You tipped Phoenix to win the opening throwdown. You said there were a chance to be 0-5, and five, although a couple of those you were did. going to be the NBA games. But you said that dents their confidence. Yep. How dented is their confidence right now? They'll be 0-7. 1-7. 1-6. One, one they'll, they'll be 1-7 and come Monday around 10 o'clock p.m. They'll be 1-6 and six there if they lose both. And then they go to New Zealand on the Thursday Ooh. night. They'll be one in seven. Yes. That Thursday night around 11 p.m. Wow. That's what's Red, Red Rover at that point. Dennis a wrap. It is what it is, man. This ain't a cupcake league, man. You come in, I don't care about their clothes. Fans are like, oh, they're only losing by this much. That's the leadership. That's Casey Prather not there, okay? That's the guy you give the ball to at the end who make plays happen. He can score on his own. He can create for others. He can lock up at the one, two, and three position. That's what they're missing. They have good imports, yes. They have a good cast of locals, yes. They don't have that closer that could create off the dribble with the ball in their hand to make that decision. They don't have it. Because if they did have it, that, that wouldn't be the, the damn record, period. Say whatever you want to say, that's what it is. They don't have that. Are they missing Casper Ware desperately in the games, Liam? Um... Of course they missing Casper Ware. What was last year? Come on, man. What was last year? They were playing bad last year. Casper Ware would say, listen, jump in this backpack, get on my back, ride me home. Pretty much two-thirds of the season last year. They don't have that. One in seven in less than in about a week. Yeah, they're in a massive hole. And the issue is that their problems are exactly what we thought their problems would be. You lose Casper Ware, you decide to part ways with Josh Boone. Okay, but those two guys were elite defensive players at their position. And they're the two, really, they're the two most important positions in modern day basketball. How do you handle the middle pick and roll with your one and your five in particular? And during their championship campaign and, you know, at times last year when they got back to the grand final, they handled that very well. And then they signed Mello Trimble and Sean Long. Now, for as incredibly talented as those two guys were, or are, the question mark is what can they do defensively? So we say, all right, well, what kind of defensive team are they going to be? Now, clearly they go, let's bring in these extremely talented guys. We'll teach them 
how to be championship-level defensive players. You don't have enough time with these guys. They arrive about a month before the season. you got guys away, other guys away with international duties and the like, and then the season rolls on and you need to be winning games right from the get-go. You don't have enough time to teach them that. They are... You see some improvement from time to time, but then last night they've been really poor defensively over the course of the season thus far, and last night in Cairns they got eaten alive in that action. Machado picked them apart. And so the, that's sometimes you look at how a way a team is put together, like Illawarra last year with Cedric Jackson uh, and uh, Jordan Jet. Yeah, well, you don't have any shooting in the backcourt. It's not going to work. The way this team was put together, we go, you got, you got don't have good def elite defenders at the one and the five who are big minute guys. It's going to be a huge struggle for you to stop teams and they haven't been able to get it done. Well, Melbourne United have struggled. Perth Wildcats have not. Do we just lock the Wildcats in for the uh, players for the 209th straight time? Yes. Yep. Of course. Done. They're, they will be in the finals for the 34th consecutive year. That has to be a world record, mm -hmm. by the way. We need to check that. Yeah. I think Maccabi Tel Aviv mm. in Israel, in the Israeli league, mm -hmm. uh, have something along those lines, mm. if not a little bit more. But certainly an Australian record across all sports. Wow, wasn't this an absolute lockdown job? These are all offensive highlights, which is good fun, but they kept Mitch Creek and John Robertson, who were the equal league-leading scorers at the time, averaging 25 a game, both in a single digits. And um, then Melbourne, South East Melbourne came in with the game plan. All right, let's stop, lock down the big three of Cotton, White and Kay. All three of them got off. Kay with a double-double, a whole bunch of offensive rebounds. And they completely wiped them off the floor. As I wrote today, they are what we thought they were and they're locked and loaded for another run at the title. We're going to have Mike get a little run there as Nordo hits the big three in the top ten players, which we're going to see very shortly. Get involved any time we like. Hashtag NBL overtime. Hashtag NBL 20. Hashtag C incredible. This team just continues to do it year in, year out. And I'll tell you, a man who does it week in, week out is Liam Santa Maria. And it's time for Santa's watching. Oh, yeah. Now, I, haven't, I didn't have an extra little run through. I, oh, no. I don't know what. No rehearsal. I actually don't really know exactly <laughs> what order we've got. Here we go. On here. Let's have a look. Uh, here's Aaron Brooks trying to get a little love and nothing from Scotty Hobson. <laughs> 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 uh, look at this girl. I guess the photo with uh, Brandon Ashley. She's pretty happy. Oh, yes. <laughs> Straight on Insta. <laughs> Mitch Creek, look at his form. Skull. 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 Skull, skull. And for on a night when he really struggled from the field, at least got an, a bucket post-game. <laughs> and look at his eyes. He's like, do you see that? Do you see that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, look at this on the little the youngster on the uh, on the baseline here with DJ Newble. Little head rub. <laughs> <laughs> little, good on you, mate. Good on you, DJ. <laughs> Oh, oh, Joe! Joe, the oh, these all speak for themselves. Oh, man, it's savage! That's not boring. He's savage. <laughs> Moddy Mayor. Oh, I love this guy. Oh my God! So just let the vision. Can we just roll ten minutes of vision, Moddy Mayor? <laughs> Look at him. Yep. Head rubs. <laughs> the, I like his double high, double five action. He's very. Look, he wanted to shake his hand. The ultimate yeah, he, hype guy. Ultimate oh, hype guy. I have a feeling Marty Mayor is going to appear <laughs> on Sanders watching on the regular. All right. The next stars program has been extremely successful so far. Already Lamello Ball's been brilliant. RJ Hampton is really starting, I think, the weekend took some strides. And Diddy Lazada, I don't think he's even scratched the surface of what 
he can do. But the big thing, boys, is these. We look at RJ Hampton, just uh, put Chris Golden asleep there. He was great in particular early. The coaches' confidence, the respective coaches' confidence to play them all in crunch times, a huge, a huge pat on the back for these three young gentlemen. Definitely, and that's what this Next Stars initiative was about from the get-go. It's about developing this, these young talents that's in this league. It's about watching them in front of our eyes on a weekly basis mature. It's about getting the trust from the coach and their other coworkers, you know, their teammates. And to see it flourish like this, this early in the season, that's all great signs. You talked to a lot of NBA scouts, Liam, what are you hearing? Um, well, obviously they're impressed with the program, they're impressed with these two young kids and, and how they've started the season. Mm -hmm. And for me, I was particularly impressed with RJ Hampton this week. Um, I thought he got the better of Lamelo in that match. Certainly his team did one by mm -hmm. 30, but that highlight reel play, 30 seconds into the game, set the scene. And then what he did in Melbourne, 14 points and seven rebounds, played big crunch time minutes, had a little floater down the lane when it was about a one or two point game with a minute or two remaining. Had that gone in, things could have been very different with that result. And um, I was really impressed with his play. And one thing I mentioned on the broadcast as well, a little shout out here to RJ Hampton. At the end of the blowout win over Illawarra, last minute or so of the game, Jordan Nartai and Terry Lee, the development player, check in. RJ, with millions of people watching, and he knows that of all the games he's played thus far in the NBL, the most scout eyeballs were on that one, the matchup with Lamelo. He wasn't trying to run up his numbers, get any more highlight reel plays, was trying to get those guys' garbage time shots to you know, get them a bucket late in the game because he's thinking team first. So I love the way all of them are going about it, but I think RJ took a big step up this week. I think, and I tweeted this. I had an interesting weekend on Twitter, actually, but I tweeted um, the game on Thursday night. It seemed like he grew some confidence playing against someone he's familiar with, similar age and Lamello ball, and they're on the identical path. And it seemed like... And he's still young in his career, so his confidence is going to rise every game, probably naturally anyway, but he looked like a more confident player Thursday night into Saturday compared to that first weekend against the Sydney Kings. Hold that thought. Well, he's got to go up against Scotty Machado this True. Week. But I also believe that the next stars might be featuring in the LD Mobile oh. Top 10 Plays of Week 4. Let's get up off the floor for round four. It's your Aldi Mobile NBL top 10 at number 10. Lamar tosses it to the stars where Will Magne makes the number 10 play. Patterson gets in with the pass and Will finishes with the rim crash at number 10. On to number nine where D.D. Lozada looks like he's going with the runner, but Jay Sean Tate rises up and hammers home the stunner. Sydney's number 24 getting up off the floor for the score at number nine. At eight, Harry Frawling showing off some footwork, but Space Cam's hops are just flat berserk. Rotating, levitating, and eliminating that attempt. Doing Harry dirty is Oliver for sure at number eight. On to number seven, and I've got a fever, and the only prescription is more golding. Look at him fling this thing behind his back, and Joe Achul is right on track with the three from CG43, and that gets in at number seven. At six, thank you, doctor. CG43 setting up a rim rocker. Mr. Double Double getting obscene against his old team as Melbourne gets in twice in a row, capped off by this Sean Long hammer throw. 
On to number five, and Damian Martin works the pickpocket as Terrico White takes off like a rocket. Bryce throws it up, and White gets the stuff at number five for Perth. At number four, it's the return of Space Cam. And it's just so easy to explain that if you give him the lane, he'll deliver the pain like snakes on a plane. Oliver is flat absurd as he's in again at number four. On to number three and oh, Mitch Norton, leaving the defender in the blender before hitting a buzzer beater to remember. Sam Frawling is falling while Mitch Norton is balling for Perth at number three. At number two, with more bounce than Jello, it's Mello rising and shining on this rebound throwdown for Illawarra. LaMelo balls standing tall at number two. But at number one, could LaMelo go back to back? No, RJ Hampton meets him at the rack to give that shot a vicious smack. Defense wins the day as RJ gets the week's best play. And Lance, at number one, there it is, the LD Mobile Top 10 NBL Plays of Week 4, the Knicks Stars, number 1 and 2. All right, Yes or No got cut out last week, so I made sure had enough time for it. This week I'm going to start with you, Liam Santa Maria. And yes or no, don't waste any time, don't. <laughs> Will we see a triple-double this year? Yes. Is Jerome Randall in the top six guards in the NBL currently? Yes. Will we see a player sacking in the next seven days? No. Are the stats overrated? No. Should Illawarra Hawks try to sign Jamal Crawford? Yes. Is Sean Long the best in-game dunker in the NBL? Yep. Will Melbourne United make the playoffs? No. It's that simple. Hashtag NBL overtime to get involved. Hashtag seeing incredible. Hashtag NBL 20. What are you looking forward to? Week five. Kings coming to town. Woohoo! How about you, Liam? Anything in five seconds or less? Throw down two. I like it. Look at this, I did this like six months ago and people loved it on Insta, so I'm going to do it again. There you go. Woo! Oh, block. That was blocked by the light. <laughs> Hashtag NBL over time to get involved. See you next week.